All right, everybody. Welcome again to We Want to Talk About It Now. It's been it's been great, honestly. We've been seeing a lot of success from all the shows that have been released. And by that, I mean, we still haven't released any. So we'll see how that goes. But once again, thank you to Julie Gibson for all of the support that she has been giving us. It has been, without her, I don't know if the podcast would be able to survive. It's just so expensive to produce our low quality um, low production quality podcast. So it's really meant a lot the, what, what she has donated to us. So today I have on, she's, she's only been on once before. (laughs) Um, I have Sheila who I, I'm going to not talk about her. I feel like I've already done that enough and, and it really doesn't matter if you want to, if you want to find out more about her, go stalk her. I really don't care. Um, (laughs) Well, now that we got that awkwardness out of the way, uh, super excited to be talking about our subject today. It's kind of a little bit, we're going to be talking about episodes of this series called Black Mirror, but at the same time, it's more of a general overview. And I think there will be eventually like episodes that we go more in depth in that we found to be like more inspiring. Inspiring is probably not a good word (laughs) actually to describe it, Uh, just that we really enjoyed or that made us concerned for the future. Uh, First, first I want to start off by whenever I talk with somebody about Black Mirror, it makes me so mad. I'll just, hey, so have you seen Black Mirror? Oh, that show, show's so dark. That show depresses me. I'm like, oh, it's as if you don't know what the word black means. (laughs) Black meaning darkness. Also, I, I, I think the title's pretty genius. Black Mirror being like, not reality, but like a reflection of our dark side of humanity. That's great. That's a great, it's better than like, it's basically like an outer limits, twilight zone type of, type of show, but with a much applicable title. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Quick, brief history with me with Black Mirror would be Sheila told me to watch it because she really liked it. I watched episode one, which ended up being my least favorite episode of the entire series. Safe to say, like even like this recent series, that stupid robot dog one. Uh, I like the robot dog one more than season one, episode one. Stopped watching it immediately. I'm like, no, this is so unrealistic. This would never happen. I don't care what is going on in the world. This thing would never happen. And we'll probably, we might talk about that one. Um, Ultimately, it just ends up Prime Minister of Great Britain, the daughter of the royal family gets kidnapped, and the kidnapper makes the request that the prime minister um, has sexual intercourse with a pig, like an actual animal pig, and that was just unrealistic for me. Left it for about six months, came back, and then fell in love with it. It's a BBC, well, it was BBC, I believe, or like Channel One or some whatever, I don't know how British television works. And then Netflix, after season two, took it over and has done the special and then two more seasons, I believe. So there's four total seasons, one Christmas special, and I love it. I would say for the most part, I like the episodes. I was going to say, like, it's hit or miss, but there's way more hits for me than there are misses. Sheila, I don't know what your just general overview of the show would be. No, I, I agree. And I I am with you on episode one, season one. I, I always feel really nervous telling people to watch the show. Because, and I always, like, clarify, like, don't start with episode one. Because one, it's just extra weird. Um, and if you don't get you think the whole series is going to be about, like, 
like an episodic series of a prime minister and his life after he had sex with a pig on live television um, versus like these singular self-contained stories, uh, each one being its own movie in its own right that are the, their own universes. Um, so I was trying to like, tell people, don't start with episode one. Please start with something better. Um, and I agree. I just think like that episode in particular is just so unbelievable. It was so frustrating. Um, but it gets it, it does get a lot better from there on out. <clears throat> and I'm glad Netflix picks it up, picked it up. Yeah, uh, I think they're doing a great job. <sighs> that This might have been my favorite season. Like of overall episodes, I think there was just like I said the dog one that I wasn't a huge fan of, and obviously I like particular ones more than others. But for the most part, I really enjoyed this last season. And sort of to talk how I feel about Black Mirror is, like Sheila said, it's I just want to reiterate it, reiterate what she said because it's super important, not because I'm a man and I need to say it before I get all judged by people. Like, it's just you really important to recognize. Me. Yeah, it's just really important to recognize that these are individual episodes. And this might be, with the exception of House, this might be the only TV series that, as I've been an adult, I've enjoyed that's not a serial. Most everything that I watch is a story that goes from episode to episode. This one, each episode is with contained within itself, which I really appreciate. Uh, one thing to notice too is like they do little Easter egg things, like throwbacks to other episodes. Like this all revolves within the same realm or the same um, the same world that is Earth. Maybe not at the same time, but it might just be the future version of Earth or right now Earth. But they all are happening to humanity. Um, and what I love about it is you get to see tons and tons of people that I don't know if they were famous when they first were on the show, but I, I've loved the stars that they've had in it and like the guest appearances. Some people have gone on to be super famous. I think one's called like 15 Million Merits. Isn't that the dude from Get Out? Yeah, yep, that's him. Yeah, he's like, the, he's the main character. I, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I, I, there's just John Hams in an episode that I enjoyed. Jesse Plemons. Um, Donald Gleason, one of my favorites. He's the one from uh, Star Wars, Next Machina, and About Time. Um, for for nerds, that would be he is, oh, I was going to say <laughs> Supreme Leader Snoke. That's not who he is. Oh, I lost it. I forgot what his name is. Oh, no, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Know. I was going to try, but I'm like, I have literally no idea. <laughs> was he in Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, he's in Harry Potter, too. He's one of the Weasley he's, brothers. Yeah, he's, uh, Hux. He is Charlie? Hux in Star Wars. I don't know. He's one of them. Yeah, he's he's one of those 18 children that the only wizarding family with more than two children has. <laughs> you you all know my complaint with that from the Harry Potter episode because I know you've all listened to every single episode. Bryce Dallas Howard from Jurassic World. Also Twilight, just fun fact. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you get tons, and they'll be... For me, there's a lot of people I'm just like... I know you're familiar. What you're from, I have no idea, but I know that you've been a character actor in something else. So every single episode is fun in that sense where you have to be like, one, content is great in all of these episodes, and two, it's just like um, 
it's almost like a little party game that you get to figure out who all these people are. Unfortunately, we have the internet, which makes it extremely easy. So IMDB, and you're just like, oh, yeah. I find myself doing that a lot in the show. But that's just something to look forward to. One thing I want to talk about, uh, I had a brief conversation with someone today about this, uh, is how accurate the show is. I think you have to take it for, for its title. It's called Black Mirror for a reason. Accurate how maybe our... I feel like Black Mirror does a really good job with like id, ego, superego sort of ideas. I feel like Black Mirror, more than anything, represents like if the id was allowed to be the superego. Does that make sense? Like just yeah. our base carnal desires reflected in everything that we do. Because there's a lot of stuff I'm just like, yeah. like for example, the having sex with the pig one. I'm like, I can't say that someone wouldn't kidnap someone and make that request. Like I could see something like that, but it actually, the follow through of it, I just don't see it. Yeah, I feel like the white bear episode is a good example of like it's tapping into something that does exist in humanity, but would it happen like at scale? So for people who are not familiar with the white bear episode, the premise is that there is a it starts off with this woman who wakes up and doesn't know where she is, doesn't remember anything, proceeds to go outside, and is followed by people with phones that are taking videos of her, and it ends up becoming this whole elaborate um, uh, episode where you're trying to figure out what's going on, where is she, who are these people. Turns out she was actually a murderer of a young child, and it's all a show where people get to watch her every single day, f- wake up, figure out where she is, um, and film her. Um, it's, Almost like an amusement park yeah. is what Sheila means. So, like, people will show up. Like, people pay. It's like Disneyland. It's not, like, the same people that are watching her every day, but it's, like, this experience. Sorry. Yeah, no, totally. That's better. Yeah, and, like, and they get to watch her come to the realization of what she did. Um, so she's tortured basically every single day and people are paying to experience and enjoy the torture that she's going through. Um, and that was, I don't want to jump ahead, but that was one that I didn't, I wouldn't say like I enjoyed watching that experience, but that one, I felt like we do see that in humanity. We see the, the mob mentality, the extreme justice, um, that that's an example I feel like of where like the accuracy is rooted in human qualities, but would it ever actually happen because of human rights? Probably not. I hope not. But yeah, I don't know what you thought about that episode, Alex. That specific episode, I think, does a really good job of doing the yin and yang of humanity because we do that. We will people watch people get beaten. Like, people, there'll be street brawls or stuff, people fighting. No one goes to break it up. They just pull out the camera and start recording. Like, that's a real thing that happens right now. Do I think that we would eventually get to a point where that is someone's prison sentence and what they have to deal with for the rest of their life for, for however long, like 10 years, because that's, uh, that's the punishment for the crime or whatever? I don't think that necessarily is real. And that's why I go back to, like, Black Mirror does such a great job. It's like... This there's this one part of this thing that really happens, and then there's this other part of this thing that we're just throwing in for like a what if. Like we already do this one thing, but what if we took it this next step? How would humanity handle that? And that's 
what I love about it. Like it's a show that is entertaining and also makes you think, yes, most of these things aren't going to happen or ever happen in real life, but we do these things on a much more minimal scale than the show shows us. Yeah. So would you say more social commentary than social reality? Yes. Social commentary because, well, and a lot of the stuff's dealing with stuff in the future and with technologies that we don't have yet, but are cool to, to look into and like scientific commentary. You know what I mean? Like how far, how far do we really want to go with all of these? Because what it is, is, Oh man, I'm listening to, I've probably said this a hundred times because there's like 1 billion hours of this podcast. So that's why, um, I've been listening to Hardcore History. He, I was just listening to the World War I and a little bit about the Cuban Missile Crisis as well. And he's just like, never before, I, I have to do his voice, never before has human history gone so quickly in technological terms. We went from the rifle in 1850 to an atomic bomb in 1950. And... If you think about it, that's what we're dealing with with all technology. This seems to be a theme that comes up anytime I talk about anything related to science or whatnot. Same thing on a neuroscience episode of We Want to Talk About It Now, where our technology has advanced so quickly that it's harder for us to adapt to it as quickly as it's changing. I think for the most part, humans have have and will continue to remain relatively the same in our carnal desires and sort of how we do things. But it's this technology and figuring out how to use it that affects the social aspects of, of society. And that's why, uh, that's why I say like it's social commentary and technological commentary because if you don't have these technological advances in a lot of these episodes, there's no social commentary, right? Um, one example would be, I forget the name of it. I really enjoyed this episode. Archangel? Nope, nope, that's not it. That's not it. Arch- Archangel, kind of. I don't have it here. Be right back. Be right back. Yep, that's it. Be right back, where I was just like, you want to know what? It's That's totally plausible. Be right back. He, this guy dies, and all they do is take all of his emails, social media interactions, and they sort of build a personality based off of him. And from a recorded voice, or I guess a voice recording of him, whatever, they're able to recreate him after death, sort of like. Um, now, do I think that it would be they'd be able to put that into like the mechanical body like they created? I'm not sure, and make it like react the way that it does. I don't know. I think, I think we could get there eventually, but definitely creating an algorithm of all of somebody's history online and within the cloud and whatnot. I think that's totally plausible. And how would we react to it? I don't know. It yeah. might be nice. It could be terrifying. Like it could be miserable. Like she gets. It's her husband who dies. Spoiler alert. Um, actually, that's not even the spoiler. And she's miserable with it, like having him because he's. It's she recognizes that he's not really there. Which it's one of those things. Like psychologists talk about this. Like cool. We might eventually be able to save our consciousness and be able to live forever or whatnot. But will it really be us? Same thing with clones. Will it really be us? Because our experiences basically are gone. Yes, you have your consciousness, but it, if you don't have if you don't have your body and consciousness going together, it completely changes who you are. Um, but I would love a lot of these technologies that I see in the show. I'm like, man, that would be great to have, like just for 
X reason or Y reason. Yeah, well, and something I think is so compelling about Be Right Back, and this is the episode with Donald Gleason, and he plays the husband. So, I mean, the episode starts with them moving into this new house. They're, I believe they're newly married, and then he goes to return the rental car, and he, he dies in an accident. Um, and you deal with her her grief of losing her husband, and the the um, I don't know what you'd call it, like the the robot or the clone or whatever like it, it like froze in a bathtub. It's kind of a weird um, tech side of it, but uh, it's so realistic. So I think Alex, like when you're hitting on like the consciousness side of it without the body. In this case, it's like the body. She got the body of her husband with like a a fraction of his consciousness so like how how alarming and weird and surreal would that be if you lost your spouse and then you see them in the flesh he at least in the show like he looks exactly like he did because he's like a genetic clone but his mind is powered by uh the characters like social media accounts and um, other messages that the wife had had from him over the years and I just think about people in their pit of grief and how much you want to bring that person back and how tempting it would be to just you know talk to them one more time and how that becomes a slippery slope and even in the end she she keeps him around like she finds out she's pregnant she ends up having a kid and she realizes it's not healthy for her but she keeps her husband, clone, robot, whatever, in the attic so that the her kid can have some sort of interaction with him. But, like, that deep pit of grief, that is so human. Like, I, that is one that I feel like it, I would not be surprised if that played out in real life. Wait, do you mean some, oh, you, you mean that episode, like, wanting to have... Or, like, exactly how it played out where she gets depressed at the very end. Uh, no. Is that what you mean? Like, like, yeah, no, that too, I guess. Like, I see the depression at the end. Like, once you get through your stages of grief and you realize that this is not the person that you are actually married with and you're, you're starting to move past that and then she's sad. But I just mean, like, the temptation of after losing someone really important to you, if you're given the opportunity to kind of, like, quote-unquote, have them back, that's so human. Like, that, that is, I can totally see that happening for select people. Or is it not human? I think it's human to desire it. I, I, I think that's what you're saying. I think I, agree, I, th- I think I agree with what you're saying. But part of humanity is, is dying and, lose, and loss, ultimately. So I, I get what you're saying where it's like we desire to have those things that we lost. But one huge part of humanity is s- overcoming those things that we, that we do lose. Um, and without that, like if, if ultimately you could just regenerate anybody anytime that you want, is it really living anymore? Because there's no risk involved. If, does that make sense? Yeah, no, like, totally Oh, weird. my child, my child died. Let's just recreate them really quick from this little, from this DNA or goop or Jurassic park, whatever stuff that we have. Let's just make them again. All right, cool. Kids back. Is it real? And is it really them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is it really still them? Yeah. I, Even if you give them all the memories and everything again, probably, like, I would I would venture to guess that not really. And I feel like she, the character in that episode, she starts to ask those questions towards the end. But I think what I was, like, the, the part that was hitting me more was how tempting it would be after losing 
someone like so significant in your life, like in that pit of grief to, to even if you know it's unhealthy and it's not right or whatever, to want to have them back in whatever capacity that it is. Like the whole time I'm watching that episode, I'm heartbroken for the main character because you know she's going through hell and you know she's making the wrong decision by bringing back this this thing that's not her husband. It just looks and kind of sounds like her husband. And it's so sad watching her not really live. She's not living. She's she's living like this alternative life that eventually you see comes to a, you know comes to an end. She realizes what she needs to do. But that like grief is is what I was saying. I think is really human. Man, it's crazy how much like because this episode I think is a really good example of the psychological factors of humanity. I'm just looking at all these like all of the episodes right now and how many of them are basically like it's like mind like we're going into your mind we're controlling your mind we're like doing whatever with your mind um i'll just name some episodes 15 million merits is a total mind like drugging somebody to alter their state of mind um the entire history of you that we um oh that we didn't talk about yet that's also it's about your brain and stuff like that. Be right back. White bear. The wall of the moment, not so much. White Christmas, yes. Nosedive, yes. There are so many that are just mind Fs. And just like, all right, how can we screw... Like, what's what's another way we can screw with the human brain and the human psyche? And that is fascinating to me because I feel like the brain... We know everything about the body. I don't think we... Except... The brain. Like, I feel like we are so untapped into its potential and all the things that it does that that's why it's so fascinating to make episodes about. And that's why it's so interesting. Like, the most recent episode, uh, Black Museum, right? Black Museum, where he creates this device where you wear it and you can feel the pain that another person is feeling. Like, is that, is that potentially possible? Like, that would be unreal. It'd be great, for, like, as, as the show shows, like, great for diagnosing how people are suffering and whatnot and how to correct that medically. But I just think it's interesting that what the show focuses on more than anything, like, because I, I was like, yeah, the social implications and stuff like that, but it's, it does break down to, like, the individual human psyche. And how, and, and obviously without an individual, you cannot create a society because you need multiple individuals to do that. And so I'm assuming that's, that's the reason that they do that. Yeah, they do a lot around like alternate reality too within the show. Like I think of Black Mirror in and of itself as this alternate reality, but in the show, it's, they have a lot of alternate reality themes. Like um, I would say like the Christmas episode or Playtest. Playtest is like... Uh, the premise of that is a, a guy is li- like experiencing a virtual reality game, but it's like next level, and he really feels and experiences everything within that game that feeds on his fears. Or uh, the U.S. USS Callister, the one from this season, um, again like creating a world in your head, like a like a multiplayer experience within your head. I actually would love to, like, on this note, talk about the Christmas episode. I think it's called The White Christmas or something. Uh, This is the one with John Hamm, and this is one of my favorite 
episodes, spoiler alert to our later segment, but this is one of my favorite episodes because um, I feel like there's so many things that happen in that episode, like so many different layers that they added in there. You have this, um, the, the blocking of people in your mind. So like you can block someone on Facebook, but like, could you block them in real life? Like that's using the brain to like block someone. So you get in a fight with someone, they're now blurred out. And you can't hear them, you can't see them except for their blur, and they're now completely blocked, like, in every sense of the word, from getting in contact with you in any format, and how much of, like, a, to use your word, Alex, a mind F, <laughs> that that would be, <laughs> that that would be if, like, someone actually blocked you. Like, it's like ghosting on, like, a serious next level. Like, you have no opportunity to communicate with them. Um, well, what's weird about that one is you can still see them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're just like, oh, you're not reacting to me. You must have blocked me. Like what's weird about that one to me is like they're all just walking around. And what what's great about that episode is you don't even realize that that's how it's going to end. Like the, what, we're, what you're talking about is like five minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like five minutes of the entire episode at the very end. But that is like the drive. Like, that's the driving point of the entire episode. I'm like, man, how would that how would that end up being? Like, just imagine, like, let's just pretend Sheila blocked me right now. Boom, blocked. She, she would just be talking by herself and would not hear or be able to see me anymore. It would just be like a... a bl- it's weird because, like, they use, like, the fuzzed-out screen. You know how old TVs, when they didn't have reception, would, like, fuzz out? Like, that's kind of what the faces were like, right? Yeah. Like, they'd be, like, yeah, black and like white. Blurred out, like, white white noise type of thing. I, d- I enjoyed that episode. Yeah, well, like, oh, sorry. No, is it? Oh, well, and, like, that's not one that I ever see actually happening, but I think it gets you to think about the implications of, like, okay, we block people online, but what does that mean, like, on a more human level? Um, The other thing about that episode that is just, like, has stuck with me because it's such an ethical dilemma is, uh, spoiler alert, you figure out, like, through this whole episode, John Hamm is in this cabin in the woods with this other character, and talking to him about his life, and it turns out that um, the character that John is talking to is actually in like a sort of jail or like purgatory esque jail for a crime that he committed, um, and it's like an alternate virtual reality that exists outside of like our normal time. So it's they they show it as like an egg. And at the end of the episode, you find out that that's all happening within this, like, egg contraption. And he is living in this experience, um, like, isolated or alone or whatever. And the last, I think the last scene of the episode is the police, like, changing the timer to be, like, have him experience it as if it's, like, a thousand years or something in solitude. And how screwed up. It's not a real person, right? It's his... It's a copy of his consciousness, but he is a person's consciousness in this egg. And, I mean, another, not to get too deep, but, like, another layer of this is that John Hamm's job in the real world, quote-unquote, was to create personal assistants that were copies of your consciousness um, by doing basically what he's doing to this guy, by forcing them into isolation. It's a copy of yourself that then is tortured essentially in isolation to then become your personal assistant. I don't feel like I explained that well, but like it's yourself, but it's not you because you're still existing. No, that's like the going back to my clone thing. 
the clone idea. Like it's a clone of you that is just is your slave. Like you make yourself, you make your clone, I guess, your your slave ultimately. They kind of do that. That's sort of a similar technology in uh, USS Callister yeah. as well, where you can make the clones of people and then put them in whatever. Not to get too religious or anything like that, but what I do find interesting about that, one of the points that you said, like, oh, we'll make, this guy's going to have to suffer in solitude, feels like a thousand years or whatever. The fact that humans still don't do eternal punishment, I just want to throw that out. Because what I like about that thing is it's just like, yeah, what if you could, what if you could, ethically, I guess it's wrong, but like, what if you could be like, all right, we're going to make you feel like you've been in solitude for a thousand years, but guess what? You still get to live the rest of your life. If, if the person elected to do that, I'm like, that's kind of fair and just like, yes, you do your time theoretically, and then you get to come back and be a part of society. I imagine being alone in solitude for a thousand years would probably screw you up way too much. So I like maybe not that long, but I kind of like that. Like if we could make prison sentences, See, like, all right, 25 years. All right, it's really actually been a day or whatever you want to say. Are you rehabilitated? Awesome. Don't screw up again or else we're going to do that to you again, just so you know. Yeah, you really get a second chance at life. I mean, in the in the case of Black Mirror, they're using it as like a form of torture, like it, to not give them a second chance, like the, the way, but I, I agree. Like if you could give people a true second chance at life by creating some sort of alternate reality where they get to serve their time, that could be very interesting. Yeah. And this all goes back to like, that's like the underlying theme of what we've been talking about right now is like the human rights aspect of all of this. Um, one of the recent archangel, one of the recent episodes where a mother it's something that you implant in your child at birth, and basically it censors, well, actually, wait. One, it shows the mom or the adult, whoever, everything that the child has seen. But two, any negative thing, blood, swear words, whatever, it blocks the child from hearing or seeing. Um, and the ethical implications of that, obviously, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm not a huge fan of censorship, period. I feel that censorship only um, weakens a society. The more we the more we talk about like, oh, you can't do that or you can't do that, I feel like that's how humanity becomes softer. Uh, but the human rights side of all of this, so you have here human rights, censorship, privacy. Who does it apply to? Because uh, there's you got adults, children, and criminals, I feel like are the main focuses. Like the, the emphases are, it makes sense, adults and children, right? Because we're all human. But it's interesting that so much is put on criminals as well. Like, how do we punish people? Uh, Black Museum, the last episode, that's all about criminals. Like, what's fair for criminals? This one guy, he copies his consciousness, makes a projection of him in in this jail, and people can just come visit, and they can make him feel um, like the electric chair again. And he just relives that over and over and over again. Like we want our criminals to suffer, but how, how far do we want to go? I feel like that when they do that, it's kind of a, um, uh, cor- it's not corporal punishment. <laughs> you know, the death penalty, whatever the, whatever the fancy term for death penalty is. Um, like what, what's better? Just death penalty, somebody, capital punishment. Um, let's just kill them or, 
let's just make them suffer a really long time. Which, and I think the make them suffer for a really long time, any being that just wants to make anybody suffer for eternity or for a significantly longer time is a sadist and a masochist and is not somebody who we should be listening to. Yeah, and that's an interesting... I hadn't thought about this, but the majority of the episodes actually do deal with human rights to some degree. I feel like 15 million merits, that's modern-day slavery. Uh, like, I even would say um, nosedive is kind of like a human rights issue. Um, nosedive is where you are rating other people in real life, and your personal rating determines like your position in society as far as like what even what if you can get on an airplane or what kind of deals that you can get um so many of them deal with potential human rights human rights issues or like are are getting close to that line um and but they are i feel like they're based in some dark part of the human psyche that the discussion I had today with a person was about nosedive in particular, and I'm just going to jump into favorites and most realistic because I feel like we're doing like little descriptions of these episodes, and I just want to make sure that we get to the favorite and realistic things while also discussing. Nosedive is my third favorite episode. Also, one it's also my third most realistic, and that reason being it's basically the Yelp for social equity. What happens is if if your rating goes below a certain level, you can't live in certain places. You can't buy certain clothes. You can't buy certain cars. Like there's you're almost relegated to a class. It's that's what it's classism ultimately was it. It's like it goes back to like the French Revolution and stuff like that. And my point that I that I made to the person earlier today that I was talking to about this, I'm just like the fact that we're still fighting for so many different people's human rights right now leads me to believe that something like nosedive can't happen exactly how it's portrayed. Like we already have a rating system. The number of likes you get on Instagram, the number of likes you get on Facebook, the number of whatever, whatever, whatever. I see people on Facebook that get no likes, no whatevers, no shares, all that stuff. And then I see people who get tons of stuff. What's the difference between those people? Social equity. That's the only difference like, yeah, maybe like the person who's not getting a ton of likes, they're just not that fun of a person. But this other person is, we've talked about this a lot, uh, <laughs> like you and I, uh, I'm thinking of two specific people and I'm going to ask you after it's over, if you can guess <laughs> the two people that I'm thinking of. And I know that you're going to say the exact two people that I'm thinking of right now. Um, but nosedive is just, like I said, it's kind of already happening, but it will never get to a point where it'll be like, oh, you're rated a 4.5. You can't buy this house. And my hypothesis is the reason that that can't happen is because I imagine because of racism, racism, like racism is horrible, terrible. I want racism to go away. But because of racism, could you imagine like a rating system like this where let's just say a white person rates a black person a one because they're black. And because of that, they're not allowed to go buy a house because their rating went from a 4.8 to a four because people just don't like them because they're black. And that's the reason that I think nosedive how it's done in the episode can never really happen because you just have so many, so much prejudice against people right now that it would just be like, well, the reason I'm rated a three is because people are racist. I totally agree with everything you said on the same note though. I feel like this is already happening to certain degrees. Um, like 
<laughs> I was having a conversation with coworkers about our Uber ratings. So for those that <laughs> for those that are not familiar, if you don't take Uber, um, you have a, a rating. Like your drivers can rate you, and you can rate them. And we were kind of like having a competition of like, oh, who has the best Uber rating? And then you know, I, I we were sharing stories about like, oh, well, so and so is in the car with me, and they're the reason like my ratings messed up, and blah blah blah. And like, I actually really really care about my stupid Uber rating because it, I feel like it was like a judgment of me as a person, but. Like that's one, um, Alex. I think I told you about this, but there's a there is a site out there that rates people. Like you can go and leave. It's like a reputation score, and I'm not gonna say what the name of the site is because I think it's a disgusting, like idea. But whatever, like rating other humans. But um, there is a site that has like a reputation score that people can go leave anonymous reviews about you, and it has tons of information about you. Um, for myself and my husband it had like you can you can find like guesses on your income your religion your addresses like all kinds of information and i actually reached out to this company when we found our names on there and asked them to remove us and their response was this is all public information to which my response was like rating other humans isn't public information but whatever so they pulled us off um so I think like the the privacy concern will play into like why nosedive may never become a thing. But you hit on like social media. You have a whole generation of kids that are growing up, literally valuing themselves based on how many, how much engagement that they get on social media. So this this stuff is already happening. You have a credit score. A credit score is like a rating of your. It's a rating. But credit score is BS. Yeah, but I mean, like, well, neither here nor there. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure everyone knew. I think credit scores are BS. But they they exist, right? So like, I mean, that is like, I think between the Uber thing, like prejudice comes into Uber ratings. Um, I would say that there's prejudice in credit report ratings, uh, based on systematic poverty, whatever. That's a different conversation. But um, that is, I also agree. This is this is one of my top favorite uh, picks, and I had it as my most realistic. Um, not because I think it necessarily will happen, but because I think it's closest to the reality that I experience. No, that makes sense. And it's so funny that you bring up that Uber thing. Recently, I went on a vacation to Europe um, to a place called London, England. And you're probably thinking, well, Uber's not legal there. Guess what? You can still get Uber. I had, I was one of the, I like to call myself a unicorn. <laughs> I was one of those people that had a five-star rating from all of my Uber drivers. Why? Because... I'm just a great guy. I'm a great guy to people I don't know, I should say. <laughs> um, and uh, I get back, and it had dropped to a 4.6. <laughs> I was so mad. Like, what's weird about it is I was so mad. I'm over it now. I was so mad at the time because it was just like, oh, well, it's impossible to get back to that five star. Like, I'm never going to get back there again. But then, like, now it's just like, whatever. I'm still going to be, like, exactly the same with people. Like, it's not going to... It's not going to change anything. And I know exactly the reason why for a lot of the stuff like Uber drivers, you slam my door or like you don't know how to like open your seats. Anyways, neither here nor there. My all time favorite one, and I don't think we've talked about this a lot yet, is entire history of you. Realistic? I don't think so. The the reason being this episode is awesome. Uh, it's you put this. Uh, it's just an implant in the back of your head. It records your life. And you can go in, delete stuff, blah, 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 doodly, doodly, do. I would have liked this episode more if you couldn't delete stuff, but I understand, like, realistically, yeah, you can go in ahead and delete stuff. This one's great. 
he finds out that his wife was cheating on him. She's like, don't worry, we wore a condom. He's like, nope, let's go look, look, look at it. Let's look at it. Maybe this kid isn't mine. They go back. Turns out there was no condom. Potential that kid that they had belongs to one of their friends. But that's not the reason that I like Entire History of You. Not like for those kind of reasons, like to settle relationship disputes. Because if you notice in that, and I, I feel like it would actually end up being like this. Like, well, this, you said this at this time. Oh, you said you love me and you'd love me forever. Whatever BS kind of stuff that girls already do. <laughs> you said you'd love me forever. Oh, God. What I what I would like a, for about this is more around sexual assault because you know what this will eliminate. He's he, he said she said for almost all crimes. Yes, but in particular for that one, because I feel like guys too often get away with like. Nope, that's not what really happened. And then all you need is the girl to play it back. And all she, all you have to hear is the word no once in that recording. And boom, guy's guilty. Just like, all right, see you later. Uh, you lied. Like, like it, it was very blatant. Like, what you did was rape. So that's the reason I liked it. And I understand the implications of, like, your entire life's recorded. So there's no privacy or whatever. Stop doing things you're ashamed of, people. Like, uh, that's all I have to say about, like, if you're so embarrassed of, like, the things that you are doing in your private life, whether it be if you're embarrassed because you look at pornography, if you're embarrassed because you are into kids, if you're embarrassed because of whatever it may be, like, oh, you really like watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy or whatever it may be, just stop doing those things. Like, like I, that's why I really want this thing to exist, because we need to get to a point in society where, like, yes... We're going to make mistakes. Like, everyone makes mistakes or whatnot. If you're so embarrassed of, like, they always, like, you always hear that joke of, like, all right, let's look at your, let's look at your search engine history. And people are like, oh, no, I won't show it to you. Like, why, why is that embarrassing? Like, granted, I don't want people to be, like, so obsessed with me or anything like that. Be like, oh, my gosh, you looked at pornography when you were 16 years old or something like that. I'd be like, okay, and... <laughs> So did you. <laughs> I feel like... You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. I, I see your point, but I also feel like that... It, why are other people entitled to my privacy? Like, if I am... And not, I'm not saying that you think that they are, but I'm saying, like, if regardless of if I am comfortable with you knowing whatever about my life or whatever, like, it, I want to have the right that... It is my own personal thing. Like, I think of something embarrassing that I would search on the internet or something. It doesn't have to be, like, pornography. Like, it could be, like, a weird health issue that I'm having. Like, maybe that's no one's business. And, like, maybe I just don't want anyone to know about it. So, like, entire history of you for me was, like, I would love to replay moments when I'm in an argument with my husband. And he says that I said something and I said something else and I could just replay it. But... Like, I also, I don't know if I would trade that ability to be like, gotcha, or whatever, for, like, old, like, privacy. Privacy. Yeah. Well, like, because the only real problem I have with it, well, I don't even, I don't have a problem with it. But, like, I understand, and it's a valid point, being like, well, what if someone steals this information and gets it? That's totally valid. We've seen people steal stuff from the cloud, all of those nude pictures of women, uh, whatever that thing was, like, of Hollywood women that happened. There are terrible people out there, but you know who would be great? Guess what? At least we'd also be able to steal from those people who have been like, and it would be super easy to be like, boom, we know it was you. <laughs> we know that you're the one that's been stealing this information. 
Um, but I go back to bad people are always going to do bad things. But that that's my easily my favorite episode I've ever seen. I did have that as my third favorite episode and my third most realistic. I actually don't think I really ranked these. I think I just spit these out and that's where they're at. Most realistic? You think that's most real? You think we're going to be able to do that? Well, like most realistic as far as like how humans would react to it. Like the application of it in in the episode is like the most realistic. Like if you had the ability to do that, that is like the type of shit that you would be, sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I get that's not because one of my <laughs> one of my realistic ones is White Christmas, and that's obviously I don't think we'll ever have the technology to actually do that and block people or put people into eggs and whatnot. But it's more of uh, that's how people would use that technology. But we've already talked about it. I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that's my number two most realistic one. That's my number two most favorite. Just for the record, then we can move on. <laughs> Oh, that was my that was my honorable mention one. Ah. Like, th- what was tough about this? I was talking with Sheila about. There's like 19 total episodes, so I'm like, if we do five favorite and five realistic, <laughs> potentially we could talk about every single episode. But I, <laughs> but I also know that there's going to be episodes that we skip because we didn't like. Like, we're not going to talk. We already talked about the pig one, but we won't talk about it more. Most realistic as well. This is my number one most realistic because it happened. It legitimately happened. Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. The Waldo moment, I hated this. Like, I thought it was a stupid episode. Didn't interest me at all. It wasn't entertaining either. But realistic. Uh, Realistic in the sense, I don't think that a cartoon character would be able to do it. But I do believe that a famous person who is weird and just has the right platform and says the right things... Uh, as we've seen, could could eventually be elected. Um, I don't know. Was it prime minister? Yeah. I don't remember what it was for, but I was just like, I act. That's that's why it's number one, though, is because that's the only one that has actually happened. I have that on my most realistic too, and I agree. I like the first time I saw it, I was just like, this this kind of sucks. Like whatever. But I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, yes, okay, so this is the reality that we live in. I mean, basically, he just says really crazy things, and people respect him because he says crazy things, and they're tired of the stiff politicians. So that's basically the premise. <laughs> but I agree, yeah, I had that as my top, my top five realistic as well. Uh, number two for me, favorite, Black Museum. I very much enjoyed the twist at the end. It was one of those ones that I called, but I called it about like 10 minutes before the reveal, if that makes sense. I was just like, oh my gosh, it's her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that one I enjoyed because it's like vignettes. It's like four different Black Mirror episodes within one that all tie together to this very end awesome twist it's super recent so i'm not going to spoil it but loved it dealing with mind control and everything it's awesome i definitely need to rewatch that one because i think when i did my binge i don't remember all of the details (laughs) so well that this is this is the one right after the stupid the black and white one yeah, the black and white yeah. one that I don't even want to talk about, the stupid robot dogs that had no reveal, <laughs> that had no reveal at the end. I just love that it's like the robot dogs episode. Like, I, that's actually the only one I haven't seen because I, like, I think I started it and I was like, I just, eh, this isn't doing oh, anything for me. Oh, it was so hard to watch. Uh, I'm not going to And watch well, it. I, I, there's probably going to be people who are, one, 
stupid, and two, stupid. We're going to be like, it's just because you don't get it. It's because you don't get that. No, I, I get it. I, under, I understood the plot. It was, it was dumb. <laughs> it was a dumb plot. I'm sorry. So my, we've actually hit on, I think, I think my top, I had Be Right Back, White Christmas, Entire History of You, and Nosedive. And my fifth favorite was the USS McCallister. That's my fifth favorite too. And that one, like, I love the, like, the tech, the tech VR, whatever, like the ethical side of it. But I also just thought it was like a really fun watch. It was fun. Yeah. Like, it was like, it, it was amazing the comedic relief they put into a terrifying episode. Yeah. Like when you really think about that episode, super effed up, everything super going on. Up. I'm just like, this yeah. is fun. And like how it ends, I don't want to spoil it, but like how it ends, it was like, wait, what? Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's, I, I don't want to say anything. They're still there, but, but they're, they're okay. Like okay. They, 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 they did like, oh man, I've just had an epiphany. Yep. No, like. They have the freedom. They have the freedom to choose again. Mm-hmm. That's what that episode is like. They have it was slavery and that abolishment of that slavery. That's what that episode's about. Well, and would that be a crime? Like, is what he did a crime? Because that doesn't exist now, it, and it's the same. It's the same crime as White Christmas. It's it's a copied consciousness. I just think it's very interesting. I think it should be a. I would. I, I would be of the impression. Yeah. But like that's exactly what it probably is a crime in that he's sneaking around doing it. Yeah, I think it's a crime too. I mean, he took someone's genes, like he took he took physical like elements of them to make DNA. Yeah, took their yeah. DNA. Oh, uh, and the little kid part of that as well. Ooh, yes, that's forgot about I that. Forgot about that too. That's a huge. Yeah. That, no, see, that that's where it got a little bit... Like, it's so weird how, like, once you... I think it's because kids are innocent and kids don't do anything wrong and adults are always screwing stuff up for them until they go and do school shootings. Um, throwaway line right there. No one pay attention. Don't comment on that. Um, <laughs> but it, it that's... I think it's just like kids are innocent and that's what made me mad at that one. But speaking of kids, one of my realistic ones was the Archangel one. Like, I, th- I don't know how they, it, it's weird that I put that as a realistic one, but yeah, not the entire history of you as a, <laughs> as a realistic one, because they're ultimately the same thing. But it goes more to like, kids are willing to do, kids are like, we can do whatever we want with kids because we're adults and we know what's best for them. When in reality, this goes back, and I would love to talk with you about kids just in general. Um, it might be better to have someone who actually has kids on that <laughs> episode. What I hate about that, I'm just like, no one's a good – I don't think anyone's a good parent. I think people just get lucky. Like they have the right personality to be a parent, if that makes sense, and things just go well um, because everybody wants the best for their kids, I would say, for the most part, and some people just get lucky. Other don't. Well, an Archangel – I mean, Archangel taps into another human emotion of fear, like the parental fear. Again, I don't have a kid. I do have a dog. And if I could put a camera on him all the time and see where he's going. Ah, he's doing cocaine <laughs> off a gay man's penis. Again? Again. Because <laughs> that, was, that was a very interesting thing when the teenager, this is from the season, I don't care about this episode as much, so I will spoil it. It's not a spoiler. Like The mom watches her child's first sexual experience. And in my head, I'm just like, okay, that's why you shouldn't have it. Like, you're going to see a lot of stuff. Like, kids do stupid stuff. Like, 
that's what was great. Like, what's crazy is I look back on like when I was a kid, I did so many stupid stuff, but it was also like I learned a lot and it was so fun. Yeah. You need <laughs> you need that space and that privacy to an extent to like become an adult. Like she I mean when she uh, what did you call it? Like, she, like, blocks what the kid can see based off, like, content, like, your parental controls. Like, kids have to experience some degree of, like, bad things or uncomfortable things in order to know how to deal with it. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting, like, how much do you expose to your kid? And, like, how much is too much and how much isn't enough to, like, shape them into who they're going to be? It's really interesting. I mean, I don't believe that this could actually happen, but, and then when her dad is having the heart attack or stroke, I think it was a heart attack, mm-hmm. that gets blocked out for the child. It's and it's like, what? Why would, oh, all right, cool, I guess. What? Okay. Well, he's dead now because you're an idiot. Yeah. Because you can't deal with, with yeah. stress. I just want to mention, I actually have on my favorite, we already talked about this, but White Bear, the lady that commits a crime and then is forced to, have amnesia and people are videotaping her and not helping her uh, survive. I really enjoyed that one just because of the social implication and turning a hero into a villain in such a masterful way, in my opinion, because white bear this entire time, you're just like, dude, help her, help her. Like she needs help. Why is nobody helping her? And then it goes like, Oh, by the way, we, uh, we just killed some. She just killed someone. Yeah, you like sympathize with her, and then you realize that she's actually a really terrible person. But you also are like, maybe we shouldn't be torturing her to the degree that we are. Yeah, I really like that episode just because you care about the character, and then you realize she's a scumbag. And I really enjoyed that. Another one, I, I uh, this almost made my favorite. So I just instead put it into most realistic because we could totally do this right now. Shut up and dance was a great episode. Ultimately, the exact same thing. You care about this character the entire time. And then, oh, I didn't realize until later on. How old do you think the kid is? I don't know if you've already seen and looked it up. Like, how old would you have said he was? Like 16? Right? Okay, me too. He's 19. Oh! He's 19, so that makes it make a little bit more sense, if that, if, if that makes sense. So this kid... Gets caught watching porn. Someone, um, I was going to say catfishes him. Someone blackmails him and says, hey, if you don't do this for me, I'm going to reveal this to everybody. Like you masturbating. And like my, my initial reaction is just like, oh man. Like it is like this, this kid who looks like he has a low self-esteem. So it makes sense that he'd be embarrassed by that. Goes through like all of these crazy tasks. He completes them all. And the person still releases the video and the ending, oh, I don't like spoiling this stuff, but at the same time, I don't care. Like, this is such, oh, I don't want to say it. Oh, I don't want to say it because it's such a good ending. You probably already know from me saying, how old do you think he was? <laughs> Anyways, go watch it. The That's one of my favorite twists, I think, because even more than White Bear, I think I was totally on this kid's side the entire time. And it's got Braun. Braun, Braun of the Blackwater in it. So. That. I, I also had Shut Up and Dance as my honorable mention for my favorite, and I had it as act- as my fourth most realistic. Um, because you're right, like, that can happen right now. and It does happen. Yeah, and without, I guess, like, without, maybe this spoils it, I don't know, maybe it doesn't, but 
it's vigilante justice in the end and that is it's that's real to me too like that's just someone taking what they see as justice it has nothing to do with like the justice code that we as a country or a state or whatever has agreed on it's pure blackmail those are i i've done all of my list have you done all of your lists so i've named all five of mine favorite and then all five of my most realistic no so i my the only one we haven't mentioned which was on my most realistic list is san junipero which i think is one what? because i want it to be realistic oh okay uh, i was like this like would you okay you want it to be realistic but would you admit that it seems implausible well i mean like I'm not a scientific person, but there are a lot of conversations about if we're going to be able to upload our consciousness into computers, and that's really what that episode's about. So I think, like, I do think that there's potential in the future that when you die, you're uploaded into some sort of software or whatever, and you can go live whatever life you want to live, which is what you find out that is in the end. Um, But I also just thought it was, like, a very beautiful episode. Like, it covers, again, like, very human emotion of love. Um, it's one of the few that isn't super dark and twisted that makes you question reality. Like, Shut Up and Dance is so alarming at the end. Like, it is such a shocking turn of events. Like, you think just alone. Like, the whole episode is like, oh, yeah, technology's bad. Don't leave your webcam on. And then when it has that twist, it's, like, next level, like, shocking. Um, and then I think I think we hit on everything. I had an honorable mention, too, for playtest because I, I just really liked that episode. I just thought it was really good. That's the one with the blonde guy who goes and like... Oh, you really liked that one? Yeah, I just really liked it. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan. At the same time, didn't dislike it. it was, I was just very neutral. I'm looking at the list of all of them right now. I'm like, I can't... Oh, we could talk about that. We could talk about that. Oh, cause, but there's like ones where I'm just like, nah, nope. Like the Men Against Fire one where like they just like make these people... Basically, it's, it's war. They're fighting with each other. Wait a second. It's Ender's Game. That's why yeah. I didn't like it. It's Ender's that Game. Is, That's is. exactly what that plot is. Um, hated in the Nation, the bees. Meh. No thanks. Yeah. I thought it was stupid. Any like almost anything where I think I mentioned this to you. Anything where like robots take over the world, sort of things. And I'm sure in like fourteen hundred years or whatever, people are going to be listening to this because it's such a popular show. And they're going to say, "Well, that guy was wrong. Look at all these bees that are taking over and killing everybody." <laughs> Uh, metalhead, like Metalhead, we talked about that a little bit. That's the that's the robot docs. Oh, it, it actually says a woman attempts to survive in a dangerous land full of robotic guard dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so they are robot dogs. Okay, good. I feel good about that. Like, I can't think of the other ones Ooh, that crocodile. are. Crocodile. I did like Crocodile. Interesting. I don't like the technology that they use. Like, yeah. they have like the super old television set to like <laughs> see people's memories and like crimes that they've committed or whatever it's it's ultimately to me it's just a further play on entire history the entire history of you yeah it's just it's just a different take on it it was funny that it's like this ultra advanced technology but they're using like a mini version of like the original mac computer it's like all grainy i'm like what happened here like it's just in case we want to play pong afterwards (laughs) if you do like uh by the way i just found out that you murdered someone uh want to play pong all right, yeah, let's play Pong. And then it dies because it's old and yeah. <laughs> needs a new motherboard. <laughs> a motherboard? What is it, a, a spaceship? No, I don't know what a motherboard is. Uh, it's probably something. I also don't know what a motherboard is, but 
Um, hashtag feminism. Thanks for saying motherboard, not fatherboard. That really means a lot to the podcast. That's at that. Like, I don't want to like make us end, but that's all I have to say. Like, go watch this show if you haven't watched it. Listen, like, go watch the episodes that we recommended because I feel fairly. I, I should have looked up their IMDb scores, but I think the consensus would be that Sheila and I nailed. <laughs> Sheila and I know what you need, okay? Go watch them. You're going to love them. And don't be... Do it with an open mind because so many people... Yeah, I can't watch that. It's too dark. No, I can't do that. The reason that I like it is because it makes me... Which I think so... I I hate self-aggrandizing. I do it on every single episode. Like I think what really bothers me is like, oh, that's just too dark. I'm like, no, just take take it more as like... How do I not let this happen in my own personal life? How do I not like let these things that are kind of things that I do right now and kind of thing that society is doing right now, how do I make sure that that doesn't progress too far to where it's no longer black mirror, it's just black reality? I, I, that's why I think this show is great. And it's better than whatever you are watching. I guarantee it. Oh, but uh, sorry, I'm watching The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I, uh, watch Black Mirror. Uh, it'll, it'll do more... For for humanity and for the world, if you watch Black Mirror, than almost any other TV show that you watch, that includes the news. Honestly, in the in the time that we're at right now, I think Black Mirror does a lot better job of like telling us what we need to do better at than anything else. I agree. I have nothing more to add. Did the Jim Jeffries show get canceled? <laughs> <laughs> the reason I said that is because he has this he has this thing where he he signs off and says. His, his sign-off catchphrase is, I think we all can do better. I agree. I agree with that. Like, it's like, ooh, every episode of Black Mirror ranked. Let's see how we did. Because, you know, Charles Bramesco is uh, Archangel at 19. Oh, wait. No. Okay. That's, there's 19 episodes. <laughs> but they also put National Anthem as number four. What? Black Museum is 16. What? Yeah. Screw this. Nope. Don't like it. Don't like it. But I agree with one through three. Be right back. Number one, I'm okay with that. USS Callister. I think USS Callister just played on one, nostalgia, and then two, it was a fun episode. Yeah, it was fun. Like there's, I think there's a lot of good I, in that. It featured Meth Damon and Jimmy Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone's going to go, oh, I love Meth Damon. Oh, what's Meth Damon? Let me go look that up right now. Meth Damon. Oh, yep. I, I love, I, no joke. I just typed in Meth Damon, Jesse Plemons. <laughs> I love that. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who it is. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, hope you'll give it a listen. Feel free to like, comment, and continue the conversation by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you are feeling especially generous, leave us a review on iTunes. We prefer five stars, but value the truth more. We plan on keeping this free to listeners forever, because we love you. Thanks for listening, and let's keep being better. Not like while you're peeing. I can't believe it's still daylight where you're at. Uh, Well, we are in America. Yeah, so am I.